I think that in this 35th year, our focus should be on decolonization of the national curriculum and also on parenting. Mm. These are the two themes that should be our focus. If you pick it up, campaign on it, and make that demand to ring home. Hello, my name is Abna Sewa, and you were just listening to Pan-African activist and journalist Achiaba Adair Sibo, one of the architects behind the creation of Black History Month in the UK back in 1987. He was born and raised in Ghana, where he was part of the Young Pioneer Movement, established by Osajifo Dr Kwame Nkrumah to instill a sense of patriotism, respect and love for the country in the Ghanaian youth. When he moved to further his education in the USA, his involvement in activism grew and he counts CLR James, Henrik Clark and Jewel Mazike among his mentors. In part two, Adair Sibor tells us more about how he developed Black History Month how, after 35 years, we can take it forward. And he talks about African consciousness and the move to encourage the African diaspora to come back home. So, I mean, this idea of it being a period of reflection, I almost feel it's the opposite now because that's when all of the activities are jammed into that one month and people remember that they're black or they remember... Mm -hmm. I don't know, do you agree? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is 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 good, because that is how festivals and all that. That's how it is. Mm. Everybody comes to the center of, let's say, Kumasi during the Kwesidai or big festival. All the divisional chiefs and people and all that they come. They come to pay homage and tribute to the Golden Soul and all that. Mm. And then it's like a pilgrimage. Mm. There they renew their spirits. Mm. And where there are difficulties and problems, they are resolved. And people go back, you, I said, then you have a more united kingdom. Mm. So the same thing, we bring in a lot, of organized a lot of activities in October. And it's a period of uh, interacting, networking, and resolving problems. But one of the things that we couldn't do because we, the GLC was abolished uh, was that we were going to come up annually with the State of Black Britain mm. report that will be released every October. That, that is part of self-examination. So what has happened to us yeah. during the past year? Yeah. You understand? Uh-huh. But it couldn't happen. But again, it boils down to you, the individual, mm. and at the home. The key thing is here, like we are sitting here. Yeah. What, what is the home like? What is the relation between the mother and the father and the impact on the child and all that? That is what we want to get. A Black History Month has to resolve. You have to resolve the relationship at home, the, where the child is growing. So, you see, that is it. That is very critical. So possibly, do you feel like maybe that's the bit that was lost in, you know identifying and, and sort of marking Black History Month because yes, there's that, a that, responsibility. Yeah, there's a responsibility on us. Yeah. That was where the message 
got lost. Mm. And it got lost also because we faced a challenge and uh, the challenge of leadership, okay, the, cha- the challenge of leadership that were we going to create a body to manage Black History Month? Mm-hmm. And personally, I resisted that because when the creating a body is empowerment and when you empower a group of people power corrupts yeah. and absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah. but let the power disseminate the power into the hands of the people and let them carry on with it so that was what that was my thing we could have done that set up a supervisory body and all that, but then I resisted and refused to do that because it would have killed uh, Black History Month. It would have killed it. But you cast the seed wide into the community and it sprung up. And that is what it happened. And that's one thing that I remember you saying as well. So this didn't just stop in London this is I'm from Birmingham so this went nationwide and I yeah. think you even said across Europe yeah 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 in the, in the US France and Prague and other people are celebrating Black History Month in October okay mm-hmm. that's amazing mm-hmm. so uncle you know you talked about um this idea of Black History Month being or, or some people have said about it being 365 days a year but this idea that we focus and reflect in that month. I had read that there was um, talk of it being from October to December to include Kwanzaa as well. What happened with that? Well, um, that was our plan initially, but uh, we did not anticipate the abolition. So there was not an institution instrument to let it happen. Hmm. Uh-huh. So that was why it couldn't happen. And also, you don't have to be too greedy. I see. You see, you don't have to be... It's Even to get that month was a struggle. Hmm. You see? Hmm. So stretching it that you want a whole period to be set aside nationally, three months hmm. after December... <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it wouldn't work mm. but the trick of the month was because of Black History Month in the US mm. so there was that consciousness within the local authority, the local councillors and all that and also some MPs who backed it and uh, some members of the House of Lords and all that who backed it so <clears throat> saying that we're going to have three months, no so we expected that, okay, with Kwanzaa, by the, the people themselves will link it up mm. and then we will facilitate it at the local government level. Yeah. That was uh, the tactics that we were using. But I remember about 10 years after or so Black History Month, uh, one uh, local councillor who had become an MP met me and he said, Ah, are there? Sometimes I think about Black like, Israel. I don't know how you got it past us. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, 
I said, no, circumstances, because one, I was new in London. I had no, what you will call it, a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> and uh, innocent. And uh, <laughs> it was just the circumstances made it possible. <laughs> That's but, all. <laughs> and it really does feel like it. So I wonder if you could answer this question. If this was to happen now, would we have a Black History Month now? Because it seems like you were in the right place at the right, right time, time. Yes, on so many different yes. occasions. And, in your uh, life. and we because we had the we had Livingston mm. at that time. It had to happen at that time, and it happened. So we have to take it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what do you say to people who say, "Well, we should have a White History Month," and or those that say Black History Month is everyone's history? To be honest. Well, what I say is this. Black History Month matters. Why does Black History Month matter? Black History Month matters because black history is the history of humanity. We are the essence of humanity. And uh, you can't run away from it. And so that is human life could only have emerged from the tropics. Mm. So, the, 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 so we are the essence of humanity. So Black History Month matters because Black History Month is the history of humanity. And it's not the history only of humanity. It's the history of our one humanity. Mm. So during Black History Month, we are celebrating one humanity and also paying tribute to the diversity of it all. You, you, I get you. Yes, yeah. that, that is what Black History Month is about. There was something that you said when we went to the launch of the blue plaque for Dark as How, and I don't know if you remember, there was a bit of silence when you said it. You felt like people had failed the younger generation. And, and I wanted to know a bit more about why you said that and why you think that. I have been away for quite some time. So when I returned this past October and then going to the schools and all that, then I realised that there was something amiss. There was low expectation of our children in the schools by the teachers. And uh, the teachers are unable to discipline the students. And I was wondering why. And they were saying, oh, the parents will come Oh, at you, and then we report you to what Ofsted, and then you have to go through a lot of paperwork and all that. It's oh, it's too much. I said, ah, but why? Why does this connect? Is it so? I started making some inquiries. Then I and then the whole issue of the gun and knife, thin culture and all that. I said, what is going on? There was something wrong. That. We have failed. Mm. That is my generation. We have failed the young ones. Because all this consciousness and the activity that we have done and then the movement, 
from the all from Tottenham and all over New Cross and mm-hmm. all these things. What has that meant to us and in the home? So does that go back to what you said about reflection? Yes, mm. that is part and parcel of it. You go, what is happening? So when I think about it, I said, ah, here, I'm at the school. Then you have a class of about 30. And what me as a parent, what am I expecting of the teacher? I want the teacher to turn around my child. But is that the teacher's responsibility Mm. or my responsibility? Mm. Is the home that the child is coming out to the school and so you have 30 problems, how much attention will the teacher be able to zero on each particular person Mm. in a day? It's Mm. not possible. Mm. So the responsibility goes back home. How much attention do you have for your child? That is a question. Mm. So if you are working two jobs a day and you leave home at about 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock and you come home at about 7, 8 p.m. and the child breaks up from school about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, between that time you should came on that time, it's his free time, it's not properly supervised and all that and does get into trouble and gangs and all mm. that. Mm. What is your responsibility mm. towards that? That that was the issue that we have failed. So, I mean, how do we resolve it? Because it isn't as simple as, you know, sometimes these parents are having to work these mm-hmm. many jobs because mm-hmm. they need the money. Mm-hmm. So how does that get resolved? Yes, but then there are examples what are the churches doing? Mm. What are the churches doing? They have a responsibility. Do they have homework support system? We used to have the Saturday schools, but they have vanished. You yeah. Don't, yeah, they vanished. So how do you feel like we can move forward? I mean, we have a younger generation. Mm-hmm. Some of us who maybe even didn't know about you being the architect of Black History Month up until recently. And that is the truth. Like, I remember I shared the post and people were really excited to be able to connect with a Ghanaian and, and actually identify that this is somebody from my community. Mm-hmm. But why, why didn't we know that? Why has that information already been lost? It's far bigger than myself as an individual. The important thing is the message and the activities and people taking it up as their own and making something out of it. That was more important than anything else. But eventually, of course, whatever it is, as we said, Martin Luther King says that the truth is like a cork. You can't keep it Mm. underneath water for a long time. And um, it will eventually come out. But what was important was... If you had personalized it, it would have died. Mm. It would have died. But don't we remember Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X? Yes, Martin Luther King. And, but this was a front thing, just like uh, Dacus Howe and others were doing. They were on the front line. Things, but this was something that you were dealing with the mind. You were dealing with the intellect of people. It's an intellectual appropriation for the future safety and development of the black community, the African community here. So it's something dealing with the mind. There's something dealing with the decolonization of the mind. Mm. 
And uh, the African Jubilee Year Declaration is very clear on that. So we have to decolonize the curriculum so that the African child or any child growing up in the United Kingdom will accept any other human being as themselves and treat them with respect as they would treat themselves. So love thy neighbor as yourself. Mm. So you cannot love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. You see, so you have to know yourself and then you have to respect what we have done. The community, the white people that who, who own this land, they have to understand that we have contributed from antiquity to the present. We, and we continue to contribute. And uh, we have their lifestyle and value systems and all that have improved basically because of resources from us, mm. both material and uh, resources and then through our labor also. You see, so that is part of the curriculum that has to be taught. It has to be taught as part of the curriculum. So what I wanted to say in response to that is when you're relying on the majority to do it, sometimes it never happens. And I think when I look at Black History Month now, when I compare it to, as I said, I was raised in Birmingham, so yeah. it was it was a little bit different there. Mm-hmm. I feel personally that sometimes the way that it's handled is it's watered down. It becomes a diversity month mm-hmm. or, you know, it refers to what happens in America and we mm. are not America. Mm-hmm. We have loads of examples. You mentioned Septimus Severin mm-hmm. and I don't know how many people knew about that up until the point where it came on telly recently. There was a video about it. Yeah. So it's those types of things that if we're not in control of it, it just gets co-opted and changed and becomes something else. Yes, but again, it is us. The responsibility rests with us. The content of Black History Month is our responsibility. So you have a responsibility, just like what you are doing now Mm. and with your online magazine and all that. So the content and how it should be rests with us Mm. and our own sense of consciousness. So we have to make the content, and uh, we have it. Mm. That the, 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 the important thing that has to be grasped is that <laughs> you have a space. Yeah. You have a space. <laughs> <laughs> You've been given a space. You have a space. Nature abhors vacuum. Mm. So you feel it. Yeah. You fill that space with rich content. It's your responsibility. You who have taken the initiative to do something and maybe you have been able to get some little funds here and there to do it. What is it that you are doing, the impact? It's your responsibility to attach the discipline of research know that you provide quality content Mm. 
to the event that you are putting together. And there are a lot of resources around you. Mm. Go to people who know. Go and sit at their feet. And they will help you and direct you. And uh, don't be very selfish. That maybe you've got a thousand, two thousand pounds from uh, a local authority here. So I want to do... It doesn't work like that, Mm. you see. Mm. So avail yourself to the pool of knowledge within our community. And there are people all over who are doing silent research here and there and who know a lot. Find them and you, when you look out for them, you will find them mm. and go to them. They will help you. That, 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 that is it. But the important thing here that I keep stressing is that you have that space. One month mm. is yours. And you have to manage that space in your own image and interest. Then you have to understand what is my image. Yeah. What is my image? Is my image what is portrayed by Sky Television, by Murdoch and his empire, or the BBC, or I'm telling my own story? Mm. So that is why the book that came out, I entitled it Our Story. Our Story. Yeah. It's not his story. Yeah. It's our story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it's our story. So you have to come in with rich content that praises Hallelujah to your image. Yeah. And interest. That is why Black History Month has been created for you. That is such a nice and actually inspiring and empowering message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, is it 35 years since Black History Month? 35 years, 1987. Do you see... I mean, I know you're proud of what has been achieved collectively, but, I mean, how hopeful are you? Well, I think that in the 35th year, our focus should be on decolonization of the national curriculum and also on parenting. Mm. These are the two themes that should be our focus. If you pick it up, campaign on it, and make that demand to ring home. What, to Africa? Yeah. But this isn't the first time. I've seen it happen so many times. We've had nabs. They were going into schools. I mean, that was more on on a community level, as in, you know, they weren't able to get it changed nationally, curriculum-wise. And then look at the opposition that we've had where people think critical race theory should not be taught, and we're getting that from government. So how we, this isn't the first time we've been trying to change the curriculum. And what's happened is people are individually doing it. You know, people are creating their own books, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. but that's not national. It's not mm-hmm. spread across. Yeah, so you have to push it. And make it a national issue. 
when you say Black Lives Matter, what is this anchored on? You understand? Mm. So Black Lives Matter, Black History Matter. What matters is the national curriculum. The education matters. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that campaign has to be rekindled. It's necessary, essential. It's the decolonization. And I think the timing is right. Mm. I, I think so. Mm. But it's the way that is done. You see, already you have the African Jubilee Year Declaration, yeah. which most of the local authorities did sign up to. Mm. So you start from the local authority. Also, I don't know the state of Inner London Education Authority. It has been, I don't know, I've lost track of it, mm. uh, how the education thing is structured, whether the local authorities have any powers over education and all that. If they have some powers over education, then my goodness, that is where to start. Okay. And it's simpler. So if you are able to get three or four, five progressive labor or liberal authorities to kickstart something. Mm. That is what we did with Black History Month. And now it's spread all over the country. These are the two major powerful instruments that you have. The Race Relations Act and the Equal Opportunities Act. And you start at the local authority level. And you get two or three councils to come up and say this, 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 that, what they're doing. Then it will spread. That's the same thing. We did it here. Birmingham picked it up. Liverpool picked yeah. it up. Leicester picked it up and all that. And it, that's okay. what happened. But then what about when we move to Ghana? And especially if we have a lot of diasporans who have been raised this way mm-hmm. and, and, you know, mm-hmm. approach things in this way. Mm-hmm. Can we use that same approach in Ghana? Ghana is difficult. But it will get the politicians and others thinking it's all boils down to the exercise of power. Mm. You see, the control and exercise of power. Yeah. So you have to be struggling to find a leadership that will come and be bold enough. Like you are bold enough to go to the streets, you are bold enough to hear to say that no, we will resist it, we won't allow this and all that. To, to to change things. So have you not seen that with Occupy Ghana? No, 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 no. Those no. are very peripheral, fix the country yeah. and all that. When you say fix the country, I, I query them. As you say fix the country, who are you asking to fix the country? Those who are fixing the country into their pockets, you are telling them to fix the country. <laughs> it's your responsibility. Mm. <laughs> Mm. I see this thread with you it keeps going back yes yes it's your responsibility so for me I feel like this (laughs) this underlying message that runs through everything that you've said is about us having agency you've Mm. given us the tools to do it the framework is there is it like the reparations movement yeah I have been trying over the years to get them to understand that you have the instrument with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. African Jubilee Year Declaration is there. It's made, I, I drafted it. I wrote it with Anselm Wong and all that. We wrote it. I drafted it. And I put it in there. That the local authorities, they agree to make just 
restitution. I didn't use the word reparation because I know how they will feel. So I use the word restitution, which means reparations. Mm. For years of incalculable damage, you can calculate it, Mm. damage Mm. to the African, Africa, and all people of African descent, as a result of the years of slavery, enslavement, colonialism, imperialism, and neocolonialism. So they have an obligation to make just reparation. The local authorities is there. Mm. So you have an instrument. Then also, you have the Equalities Act and all that. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The tools are there. The tools are there for you to use it. They are there for you to use it in your campaigns and all that. And make them have a sense of drive them and they will do it. And it, it, it will be done. But the approach and the tactics and all that is also very important. You see, we managed to get Black History Month an African Jubilee year endorsed, but it was an all-party mm, affair. Mm. I will go to the conservatives, I will go to the liberals, and the labor was with us, and talk to them, and all that, you, you, you understand? And um, <laughs> so we managed such movements also, it has to be owned by the people. Yeah, which is what you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have to have a sense that is yes, and then they develop the willingness to work on that cause for change. So again, it comes from within, with, within. Mm. and education, education, education is very central. I don't know that people have seen it as a philosophy. The way that you're talking about yeah. it, really, that's I feel it's been lost. In people just actively... But that, that is what it is. Mm. That is that it is. It's, mm. it's, it's self-examination. Mm. An unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. You have to examine your life. Yeah. Thank you so much. What because you, the edu- you have been educated to be alien yeah. to your own image mm. and interest. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. That is why the need for the decolonization. Mm. Because, look, you have been educated to the extent that you laugh at your own sense of spirituality. The black man in its shape. <laughs> that you, you have said that you, that you are nothing. Mm. But I don't know, I feel like we are, or I'm hopeful that with the, the new generations, those that are seeking out their roots that will change and and i would like to end on a positive note hope hoping that that will oh happen. yes 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 and that is what is happening with the explosion of the internet and all that so much information is available so it is not the privy of me it's out there mm. you see and it's changing society relationship so there's change coming mm. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle. Thank you.
The music in this episode is made exclusively for Akadi magazine by Checheku and the Super Pong Stars and is called Life No Day Easy. Akadi magazine is a digital publication connecting Ghanaians in Ghana and the diaspora. Visit us on akadimagazine.com and akadimagazine.co.uk and follow us at akadimag on Instagram and akadimagazine on Twitter and Facebook. To listen to more content like this, visit our monthly Akadi Magazine Connecting Communities podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout and wherever Buzzsprout and wherever you listen to your audio. You can also follow us on you can also follow our news on academagazine.com and academagazine.co.uk.